0: said you'll never hear no negative nancy's in anybody's voice because we got chris gorebsner we got ian harrower yeah, we, go. we got julie dorsers oh, even glenn the skateboarder it's yes. all the pinballers contest coming to you from beautiful river hibberts Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 467 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert. And on today's episode, that's right, we're going to be talking about the now, well, I suppose rumored upcoming title for Stern and rumored possibly upcoming title. For Spooky Pinball. Now, you guys know me. I normally don't do a whole show on rumors. And so it's not going to be a long one, or at least I don't plan it to be. Uh, I've got to get out there and do the goats within about the next 12 minutes. Uh, Now, if I'm about a minute late for the goats, it's not like your other, you know, the goats are kind of my boss. I know I I was called the goat master by Drew uh, of Poor Men's Pinball Podcast. But I'm not the goat master anymore because if it's raining, they don't even hardly follow me. Uh, No, I'm still the Goat Master. Come on, I'm still the Goat Master. I didn't feel like the Goat Master yesterday when I had to trim their hooves, so I'll tell you that. That's probably the least fun part of being a goat owner. Now, I haven't had to go milk a goat on a daily basis yet because uh, Leia hasn't met up with her boyfriend, but, uh, and what if it was a Wookiee? Wouldn't that be a cute little, if I had a a uh, Wookiee goat child? I've gone off topic and we're only a minute in. So on Canada's pinball podcast, uh, Chris was talking about uh, his most recent episode came out, I think yesterday or the day before I was having my weekly Sunday afternoon pinball bath where I put some Epsom salts in the bath and I get it hotter than the blazes of hell. And I have a, a beautiful bath just as the sunlight is coming through the two different windows on the corner of the bathroom. And I catch up on any weekly pin, pinball podcast I haven't heard yet. And Chris was saying that the upcoming, he was saying, no, everybody's wrong. It's not Back to the Future. Now, I already didn't think it would be Back to the Future from Stern because of the fact that uh, Jeff from This Week in Pinball, the Twippies, had teased Back to the Future that much. Now, I'm not suggesting that Jeff will always know ahead of time what the pinball machine is, but I would like to think that if it was coming out in a couple weeks, I just think it was a red herring. I think all the back to the future stuff was a red herring. I think maybe back to the future is coming and I hope it is coming. You guys know my drop target, Danielle and I are, um, uh, I was going to call it like a bachelor party, but it wasn't the bachelor party. It was like the stag and dough, um, our fundraiser to have enough money for, to get our ultimate taco guy to serve us tacos at our, our wedding. That's so funny. No one has tacos at their wedding, right? We had like an authentic Southern American dude come who like, um he just he was the best in London, Ontario. He was the best at making like legitimate. I think we got four different types of tacos, including one uh vegan or vegetarian one. And they were just incredible. It was only like my stepdad, who's a little bit, he probably he probably willingly would tell you that he's a little bit of a I don't know if hillbilly's the right term. Redneck's not nice to say, so I wouldn't use that term. But he definitely is a can I say country bumpkin? Is anyone offended by? Message me at pinballnerds at gmail.com if you're offended by me using the term country bumpkin. Because my stepdad Ian is a country bumpkin. Okay. I grew up half city mouse, half country mouse. And he was the only guy at the wedding who was like, I don't like these tacos. I'm going to McDonald's to get something else to eat, real food. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You enjoy, uh, go up there and McPukes, enjoy your, your food, bro. Um, now, I still eat at McDonald's. I don't want to just 100% on them. Some people have said that the McDouble is like, the peak of ingenuity, you can, the average McDonald's burger has the meat of between one to 200 different cows. And therefore basically every burger across everywhere will taste the same. Uh, I don't know if that's good news or bad news, but basically, you know, if you had a Toonie in your pocket or a dollar 69, I think they are, I think in the States they're like a dollar 39. Um, and you buy a McDouble, that's like the maximum amount of protein and calories and fat not nutrition, but that's the most amount of like caloric intake you can get for like a buck fifty basically. Um, short of buying maybe a loaf of bread, I suppose. But if we're talking about, you know, it's you know, it's the most burger you're going to get at a fast food joint. I don't know. Again, there's there's like jack in the box in the United States and these places that serve like the that taste like baby food burgers. I tried one once and I was like, what is this? I literally, I think I bought the 10 Jack in the Box burgers for like $2.99, like they were 29 cents each. I had one bite of one and I spit it out, and then I opened the burger and I looked at the burger and I was like, it looks like pre-digested baby food mixed with dehydrated uh, yak snot or something. Like it just was bad. Anyways, whoever was just eating is so mad at me right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Be normal and just go have a bath or a shower and listen to Pinball Podcasts or listen on your way driving to work like the rest of the people, for God's sake. Wait, no one drives to work anymore. But, yeah. To all my friends and family back in Ontario, I know you guys are in 100% full lockdown. I know the numbers there have peaked even worse than the first two waves, and I just want to say I am so sorry that you're going through that. Uh, I'm here to announce until the lockdown is done, I'm going to go out of my way to return your daily dose of Pinball just for you to have some type of escape. Um, We are not in lockdown out here, but I know that Nova Scotia has been kind enough. I was, I personally, this would not be a popular opinion here probably, but I personally was hoping that some of these coast provinces would try to send back some of their vaccines back to the hot spots in Ontario and Quebec that are Really, really, really having a tough time right now, but that is not happening. However, Nova Scotia is sending, it sounds like they've offered to send a large amount of staff and uh, PPE and protection back to Ontario to try to help out, and that's how it should be done. We're all in this together. We're the same country. We're the same world. Let's all work together. Anything that can help one person helps another. Am I right? Let's get on to the Pinball Podcast. That's what you came here for, though. What I'm talking about in Pinball Stay Safe back there and back in Ontario, it's it's a couple weeks. I know it sucks. It's not fair. It's actually probably safer for you to get outside and go for a hike, especially if you're staying close to home and you're, you know, however, just, you know, do your best to try to listen when you can for a couple weeks. Obviously, I don't agree with all the restrictions, especially as someone who self-identifies typically as a libertarian. However, I do believe that they are there for a reason, and I do believe in any way, shape, and form that you can help make this POS. I don't swear on this show often, but I almost did there. This garbage virus, if any way that you can just help destroy this garbage virus quicker so we can get back to normal a little bit quicker and we can go back to pinball tournaments and giving people hugs and all that kind of stuff quicker, that would be super rad. So, um, But Chris was saying on his podcast that the upcoming stern machine was not only not... Now, you have to take this with a grain of salt, and I said this a hundred times, but I still listen, and he's... I would say Chris is right, like, slightly more often than he is wrong. I would like, you know, if I could stomach maybe the first 200 episodes when he was a little bit more negative, if I could stomach listening to those, I might someday go back. If I was really bored, okay, I might go back and see like what percentage of his predictions were right. I I wouldn't be shocked if they were 75% wrong. I also wouldn't be shocked if they were 75% right. I actually think it's probably somewhere closer to the middle. It's like a coin flip. If he says a machine's 100% for sure coming out, it might be. If he says it's rumored, it probably isn't, but... I still listen. I listen to him. And I've said this before, like when I was younger, I used to watch Jenny Jones or Jerry Springer. I don't think he's the Jerry Springer of pinball podcasting. And Chris, I'm sorry for saying that. Yes, I still want to have Chris on the show. And I know he listens. So uh, I, I want to be respectful. But at the same time, Chris, I see you as the Howard Stern of pinball podcasting. Howard Stern says so many freaking things that were ridiculous and dumb and stupid. And some of them were just you know, to grab people's attention. Some of them were just to be, some of them were just to kind of, you know, further his celebrity, let's be honest. Um, but quite often, he was right. He spoke the truth. And that's a lot like Canada, okay? Uh, or Chris, as I as I call him. Quite often, what he's saying is wrong, but it's always entertaining. It's it's like wrestling. It's like watching wrestling. I loved watching wrestling. My stepdad and I, Ian, there you go, two shoutouts, one show. Never thought that would happen, good old Morty. That's funny. Before before Rick and Morty, the original Morty was my dad because he drank about as wildly as Morty from Rick and Morty. And uh, everybody called him Morty. Morty. Come on, Morty. Literally, everybody calls him Morty to this day because his name is Ian Morton. So everyone calls him Morty, right? And don't try to find him on social media. He doesn't exist. I don't think he knows what that is. No, he had a a Facebook account that someone made for him for like a day. But uh, okay, so going back to Chris and and what he was saying with Stern, he said that he has someone who is on the inside. I have no one on the inside, guys. I have no one. I have no one on the inside. It's spooky. I've never even listened to one episode of Spooky Pinball podcast. Chris and I don't talk rumors. I've told Chris probably three or four times, even at least once he's offered up one to, or he's said, do you want to know? And, and I have no problem. I would take a screenshot of me telling him I don't ever want to hear about verified rumors. That's the reason why I don't go on pin side this time of year. In fact, I've gone on pin side twice since it came back. I think I actually broke my pin side addiction of going there and just reading the two or three hottest. I would spend more time in the stock traders, uh, reading the, um, the thread on, on stock trading. I would spend more time in there sometimes than even reading the pinball stuff, but I would go into the deep root one and catch up on that once in a while. I haven't for a while, but I was just finding it was more negative than positive to my life. I think it's kind of like watching the news. I try not to watch the news every single day anymore. You know, I'll catch up on the 32nd headline while I'm listening to the radio while I'm playing pinball. But um, I just feel like pin side overall, you have to be very careful which threads you start going down the rabbit hole in and concentrate on maybe the more positive and uplifting and fun ones and the threads about how to fix your particular machine and the threads about maybe some rumor threads, you know, you don't want to spend... What is that saying? You don't want to spend too much time and so much time in the future that you're no good to the present. Uh, Same thing with the past. You don't want to spend so much time in nostalgia and thinking about your heyday of college or university that you can't appreciate where you are now in life and find new interesting things now to get excited for uh, speaking of tomorrow. And if you're not on there, it's probably too late. No, it's not too late, but uh, there is a cryptocurrency called Wax. And this is not financial advice. I no longer work. I'm no longer a financial services advisor for TD Canada Trust. Uh, I no longer work for the Canadian Bank of America Express. I don't even know what that is. But for some reason, the American Express has a Canadian bank here, probably to do all of its... Yeah, it was very confusing. But I worked for them for quite some time. I've worked for a lot of banks and I don't work for banks anymore. The only bank I work for is the Bank of Elwin. That's right. Our currency here on Homesteadia is going to be Elwin Bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's not talk about that. If we're going to talk about printing anything, we should be talking about the Pinball Nerds Podcast trading cards. I have figured out seven of the original 12 cards right now, including at least two inserts. I may be doing one more insert. I think we're going to go with 50 each of 13 different cards. But stay tuned. If you don't have me on, uh, if you don't have... Pinball Nerds Podcast on Facebook, add me there. And I'm very excited for it. I'm going to do six or seven releases, all 50 people I collected information from, including Jack Danger, including Zach Many, um, including Ian and Drew of the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, of course. Uh, Tim the Lion Man, Lee Glenn, the Skateboarder. Everybody, Raymond Davidson, Ray Day. Congratulations to Ray Day, by the way, for winning the uh, Pinskins Tournament on Friday night. Thank you so much to... Fox city's pinball on Twitch for streaming that awesome event. Um, That was really cool. I'm glad competitive pinball is back. Uh, I did want to give a minor shout out uh, to one of the tribes members there, Rachel. I know she uh, had a bit of a tough weekend there and that's probably an understatement, but uh, if you guys have her personally on social media, you probably know what I'm talking about. If not, that's for her to share with you or not. And I just want to say, Virtual hug as hard as I can right through the mic there, Rachel. You're a trooper for still going to the tournament Saturday. And uh, she actually did very well in the tournament. Now, my boy Drew, all day long, I was in Twitch and I was hitting the uh, exclamation mark standings to see if Drew was in last or second last. And all day, I would have an extra vaporizer every single time my boy got up to. say I was like, Drew's not last. Drew's not last. Drew's not last. So, Drew was playing in this really cool, like, 87-person tournament. And I will say this, District 82, the commentators, Fox City Pinball, everybody they had there, like, the whole production value. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to say it was, like, IE Pinball level or even, you know, uh, you know, there, uh, who's the place in Europe who does – they do really good tournament stuff as well. But – It was really, really, really good, and I think that they did excellent. If you guys haven't subscribed to or at least at the very least followed Fox City's Pinball on Twitch, go over there and do that rate meow, okay? All right? Could you do that? Did you do it? Okay, good. You did it. Thank you. You're back. All right. So what I was going to say is I'm – speaking of new and interesting things, tomorrow I am purchasing the very first ever Major League Baseball. I'm not even a big baseball dude. Baseball's near the bottom of my list for sports, not gonna lie. I did play it. I was a relief pitcher who like closed out 100% in the 3 games they let me relief pitch when the other two relief pitchers were out. Okay, that was back in grade 6. I had to I had to I almost said serve. See, I played years more tennis than baseball. But uh I I had to pitch windmill. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but uh I know that I'm pretty sure Glenn the skateboarder will know that, what that is because I believe uh one of his daughters plays Competitive level baseball. And uh good luck to her. She's still, I think they're just you know midway through, starting the season, really. So, anyways, tomorrow, Major League Baseball in culmination with a cryptocurrency called Wax, they are releasing the very first ever NFT backed. Now, I am a longtime user of Major League Baseball's Bunt. Major League Baseball Bunt is the very first Bunt, B U N T. Uh, is the very first ever. You can get it on the Google Play Store. I'm sure they have it for iPhone. Uh, I, th- I would think they do. I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. Haven't had one for years. Uh, mo- most of my listeners on the Pinball Nerds podcast here are actually iPhone listeners. So, cheers to everyone with the iPhones, by the way. But if you don't have Bunt, you might want to look into getting it. I'm sure they have it on there. Almost everything. Almost everything really cool is also on iPhone. So, but if if you were Wanted to look into a free way to get into digital cards. If you're, this is interesting you at all. Don't go spend five hundred bucks on NBA Top Shot like I did and watch your portfolio go to thousands of dollars, then dip down to having lost fifty dollars. I'm sitting about even right now, guys. Don't go do that. I'm telling you not to go do that. Probably don't go buy the hundred dollar or the fifty dollar pack that's coming out tomorrow for uh, through Wax. Uh, with Major League Baseball. It is it is through tops as well. And that's why I'm trusting this product because not only do I trust Wax, but I also trust Topps. Uh, they've done a really good job. I don't like any of the Panini digital card apps. I love all the Tops ones. I play Topps Skate all the time. I actually have a very good collection on Topps Skate. Probably did way too many microtransactions on there for packs than I should have. But you know me, I love collecting everything, whether it's comics, pinball machines, records, Uh, I even have a pretty rad book collection. You're like, what? Yeah, I looked up a recent Robert Bateman book that I have that I got for like a toonie at a library store sale. And had it not been for the drawing of the price on the inside, this would be like a $500 book. Um, Anyways, I don't collect books per se, other than maybe Farley Mowat and Douglas Copeland, who are my two favorite Canadian authors. Look them up if you haven't. Look them up if you haven't. And if you haven't uh, read Generation X, you have to. Literally, Douglas Copeland coined the term Generation X uh, before the Generation Wires even knew they were cool. Uh, That's a millennials joke, by the way. Uh, He coined that term in a book called Generation X, uh, where he also coined the term McJob back in his probably his first acclaimed full-length novel, which was Generation X. So um, I've gone off topic again, but tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 2 p.m. my time, Topps is going to be releasing a $5 pack, which I'll be purchasing. I'm not touching the expensive one. I don't want to. I was already burned on, on Top Shop by buying a $250 pack. And you're going, whoa, you spent $250 American on a pack of five digital cards? Yes, I know. I'm dumb. Don't worry. I sold my all-star card early and I traded it. And instead I've got 39 of the top 40 point scorers I have everyone but LeBron. I can't afford the cheapest Lebron's like two hundred bucks. I can't afford a LeBron. I've got everybody but LeBron and I have a whole bunch of Canadian rookie cards, like their first moments. I am loving the top shot. And so tomorrow, it's weird, but tomorrow I'm gonna be a first adopter and early adopter of tops. I'm hoping to get one of the, I think it's twenty thousand five dollar packs. I'm gonna attempt not to buy one of the fifty dollars packs unless I manage to get in the queue that I might. But I'm gonna try not to. And I'm not advising you to do this because you'll probably lose all your money. But if you're listening to a pinball podcast, I am i bet that you could afford $5. Now, it's a pain in the butt getting the thing. Eh, that's not true. Getting a WAX account's like two clicks with your Google. But if you're not wanting to get into cryptocurrency and all that freaks you out, I actually believe I saw in the Discord that you can just direct purchase from the tops. So if you just go to tops, you know. Google tops cards and click on the digital link. It's going to be right on the front page of news there. And you can with a credit card, if you ever wanted to get an NFT cryptocurrency back, you wanted to get into cryptos without getting a Coinbase account and having to take pictures of your ID and your social insurance number and your passport, and your driver's license, and go back and forth and make, you know, triple quadruple verify your you and then do microtransactions to an account and verify. If you didn't want to do all of that, you just use your credit card in Candor the United States and you spend five dollars. So I'm not advising you to do this because those five dollars could go to nothing. But if you pull a Tatis Jr. or you pull a Soto or a friggin', uh, uh who else is, I, I, I know, whatever big rookie cards are from this year, I don't spec on baseball at all. I kind of do that with hockey and football, which I appreciate more, and tennis and even Olympics. But if you were to do that and you were to, it's possible you could pull out, I'm not going to lie, from the $5 pack, you could pull out a card that could easily be worth thousands of dollars within 24 hours. And be sold back on the same market. And I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be interested in it. I will be back every single day with an updated episode for you. Days that I can. Um, I've got, I'm going to see the doctors in three days. And fingers crossed, going to find out that uh, my self-diagnosed disease is correct. And it's not something far more serious. Which I don't want you, the listener, to be concerned with. Because, I mean, I'm fine. It's not something life-threatening. It's just something that I will most move it. It's possible when I had Drew and Ian on the show, that could be the last time that I ever partied. I don't mean like party, but I mean like party, like chug beers. That's, yeah, that's all I'll say for now. Anyways, and it's not just because I'm an alcoholic. That's also there, but or a weekend alcoholic or a binge drinker. I'm definitely a binge drinker. I don't want to use the, the A term when it's not 100% called for because – Probably anyone who can take three months off in the last six months from drinking will tell you you're most likely not an alcoholic if you can easily take a month off. But uh, it it wasn't easy, but I'm definitely a either weekend alcoholic or just probably a classical binge drinker who after the motor, after the get your motor running, after I've had three or four or five, I don't know when to turn it down and like slow it down and go, whoa, horses, horses. Hey, slow down, stop and drink the water, smell the roses. Um, but who cares? No one cares about any of that. You, many of you guys, especially if you're 40 or more, and gals, uh, I, d- I did see that up to 14% of the listeners are women, which is even better. I think last time I looked, it was 12. So for some reason or another, the, the wonderful women of pinball don't hate my pinball podcast because I know that originally I was only trending at like 5%. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And to any of the new listeners uh who are females, uh, you're appreciated here, you're valued, and I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that like this year I want more than ever before. I want to make sure, you know what? I think I want to make sure that you know I'm doing an equal amount of speaking to pinball nerds who are women and men in pinball. It doesn't now obviously there's way more men in pinball than women, so it's not always going to equate to 50-50, but I would like to try to have my wonderful wife drop target Danielle on you guys like the shows in fact last year a show she co-hosted with me got more listens than several of my interviews of like big pinball people and I was like what so you guys obviously like having her you like the dynamic of her and I on there um this why wouldn't you right we've been together for two decades um and we know each other very well and she can tell me to shut up and I need that a lot and plus, you guys have to sit here and listen to you guys have to get through the mud of listening to me do these episodes all the time in hopes of a tiny nugget of truth or a little piece of gold or a little bit of silver or diamonds, right? Oh my god, the pheasants outside. The pheasants outside, he's calling my name. I'm late for the goats. This episode wait way longer than I wanted it to. Went off the rails as usual. I just should never say at the start of any pinball podcast that it's going to be like an eight-minute episode because it probably won't be. And I want to say here to you, the listener, you do more for me than I do for you. I just sit here and talk to my mic, but you actually, some of you actually listen to it. Now, two of my more recent episodes didn't do well. It's partially because there's no freaking news. It's partially because there's not much to talk about once you get to 500 episodes of doing pinball podcasts. There's only so many top fives I could be interested in doing, but there's, I've got more in me. Don't worry. It's also because we're in the driest zone of pinball. We haven't had any news for a very, very, very long time. And that's part of the reason why I had to do a rumor show. I'm sorry. So rumor has it that is, and again, I haven't been on Pinside recently. I didn't want to be dissuaded. Rumor has it from Canada that the next Brian Eddy will come out in May. Okay. And his next machine will be, a machine that's not based on a movie and not, it's not based on a movie and it's not based in music. It's not dad rock. And we know that Stern does not do uh, non-licensed themes. And he also said, if, if, if those other two pieces of information are correct, I would have to believe this third piece of information might be. He also said that it's something that all of you know and love. And he said, there will be more people lining up for this one than, you know, basically any pinball machine that's been released soon. I'm thinking, what is more beloved than the Avengers? What is more beloved? What is more beloved than, you know, Led Zeppelin, like like old Rockman? I'm trying to think, like, what's more beloved than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I just got a whole whack of really super rad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Not in as good a condition as I was hoping. But who isn't nostalgic for that stuff? I even have a friend who collects the little, the action figures, the original ones. Now, unfortunately, he doesn't take them out of the box and play with them. Now, Matt McGoffin does. Shout out to Matt McGoffin, by the way. uh, Good buddy of the show. He just did a trade of his Sea Witch and My Old Skateball, where I did the epic uh, 12-hour live stream on a skateboard. Um, or maybe that one was only eight hours on a skateboard. It was it was long. And I wiped out and, and and ate it in the kitchen. There's still probably a crack there on the floor, but he traded that for an X-Men. Now, a year ago, I would have said, Matt, you're a fool. Those two machines you could sell and probably get like an X-Men, like probably have a you know, not a fool, but you'd have a good chunk of money left over because it was a very nice sea witch and a very nice skate ball. However, in the recent year, Matt has really decided he wants a newer Stern. That he can have and that he can own and that he can play with deeper code. And yes, you, you no matter you know, if you've owned Sea Witch for a year, you're gonna start to get sick of it. You've owned skateball for a year, you're gonna start to get sick of it. Even in a collection of four or five. Now you have a collection of 10, 15, 20, you can keep that relevant. You have people at your house playing tournaments all the time, new people coming over, you can keep that relevant. But during a pandemic, you want a deeper, more modern game. I'm sorry, and I love EMs. I love EMs. I you'll hard hard pressed to find me say anything bad about an EM. But I will say this, they don't have the deepest code. So unless you're playing with family and friends or in a tournament or out on location or you're at a place where there's tons of machines, you're just going to play a game or two of each. Yeah, you're going to get sick of an EM quickly. Obviously, that's why we all love modern pinball so much. Just don't forget about the EMs because they look pretty and they're not making them anymore. They're all limited condition. Uh, they're all limited edition. Everybody wants a limited edition. But OK, so there's like two minutes left. I need to go on with this. I am telling you right now Stern is if all the things Chris said are true Stern is most likely making a sports themed pin even though they said a couple of years ago I thought her Gary Stern say they would never make a sports themed one I think they've changed their mind because I can't think of anything that's not a movie other than maybe a video game so it's either a video game or sports but I'm gonna I'm gonna I want it to be sports but I'd love for it to be a, a video game But it's either sports or video games. This is the only two unlicensed things I think that could be huge. Now, the next question is, he also said that Spooky's releasing shortly after that in May or June. And he said that it's going to be kind of spooky, but also campy and funny, not scary. But also a thing that it's multi-generational. There is only one theme that fits this one. Zoinks! Oh, hey, Scooby. (laughs) Where's your Scooby snacks? Okay, I needed to get my Scooby voice ready. I didn't. I also need to go have a beautiful yerba mate and a wonderful green tea because I haven't had anything to drink yet this morning. I can't even have coffee anymore in an empty stomach, guys. Come on, where's my coffee? Okay, that being said, I don't know. But that's, I I have no clue. I have no insider information. I have not talked to Chris about this. I have no clue. I don't talk to anyone who works at Spooky. Spooky. I don't even know anyone other than Charlie and Bug that work at Spooky. I have no clue, but that would be my guess. If you're talking about funny and campy, but still relevant, all the newer movies and the newer cartoons have kind of made it more relevant. Um, Some of you listening right now will be big fans of the original one that I fell in love with, the original cartoon. Um, Then others of you will be in love with the one that the cartoon that came out after that. And I was still kind of watching that one with Scrappy-Doo, right? But anyways, last time on, I I could be wrong. I could, I I have no clue. I I hope I'm right because I would love, love, love a sports themed pen or video game, depending on the video game. On the last show, I did not give my favorite Canadian pinball nerd, Mr. Ed Robertson's new song, Flip, enough airing. So here it is. Go watch the video. They have paper motion, paper mache at the end of it with video games, or sorry, pinball machine being played. Plus it's their first video in three years. Awesome song. Love you, Ed Robertson. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. Bare naked ladies. Look at the stars. Some of them are gone, gone, and yet there they are. And so we go, so because we believe it. it, doesn't make itself so so, so, so so go check out Flip.